We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Be your man. It must be swift as a course. Be your man. With all the strength of a great typhoon. Be your man. With all the strength of a raging fire. Mysterious as the dark side of the moon. This was this feels good. That song is so It's so good. It's a banger. The whole soundtrack. Still a banger. Uh, Still listen to it frequently. Frequently. Sing it in my car. Welcome to the Holy Hour. I'm Amelia Sampson. And I'm Liz Ball. And today we have a guest, Kinky Katie. Hi, everyone. Thank you guys for having me. We're so excited to have you. This is going to be a really exciting episode. Um, And do you have a prayer to start us off? I do. So um, if you could bow your heads in prayer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Of course. Um, I would like to say a prayer for all of the men who are about to get their balls stomped by some stilettos after the women are inspired from listening to this episode. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Jesus would be proud. He hung out with the mother and the daughter of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our mother Lilith. Well, we love you, Mother Lilith. Anyway, exactly. We have Kinky Kate here, Katie, Kinky Katie here today who is going to talk to us about BDSM. I am so fucking excited. I know the least out of anyone here about BDSM. I mean, the more research I was doing to prepare for this episode, I was like, damn, I'm really on the outskirts. It like, goes deep. Yeah. 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 There's something really for everyone. Yeah. Um, so we can start off with the description of what BDSM is, is what, and what it stands for. Um, so it stands for bondage and discipline, dominance and submission, sadism and masochism. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what it stands for. And, um, let's, let's start with you telling us a little bit about yourself first. So like where I fall in the BDSM. Okay, so um, hmm, so I am both a dominant and a submissive, which is referred to as a switch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I 
prefer, I guess, receiving pain more than I prefer giving pain, but also I'm not big in sadism or masochism. Mm -hmm. I guess it just depends on how deep into that you get. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's like knife play and all sorts of stuff, but I'm not really into that. Um, But, you know, give me a good spanking and I'm there. What kind of submissive would you say you are when you are submissive? Are you like a bratty sub or no I sometimes um I mean I do love being a brat just because sass comes to me so naturally but (laughs) I think the part about being a submissive that I like the most is just not being in control so I tend Mm -hmm. to not quote fight back I guess so um I guess I'm not too bratty when it comes down to it I'm just like yeah give it to me yeah and I feel like being bratty is just to kind of like amp it up a it is yeah it's to get You're the like, punishment right, let's go <laughs> exactly because <laughs> sometimes it's weird if there's like not a reason you're like i didn't do anything yeah you got to earn the punishment yeah so precisely that um but i did want to ask you like how did you realize you were into bdsm so i guess i didn't really know there was a name for it uh at the time mostly it was just looking at porn and like rough sex. And I liked that. And so as I was becoming more sexual and older, um, you know, you're just talking it out with partners and I'm like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I like spanking and I want somebody to choke me. And I can honestly say that I just feel like a good dom can just tell you're a submissive outside (laughs) of the bedroom. Like, so they just know. And so from there you just the community just kind of opens your eyes the more into it you allow yourself to be. Yeah. Um, I know I I feel like I've like loosely mentioned this, but I feel like f- for this episode, and I can always cut it out if I don't want to keep it in, um, I do have like a dom-sub relationship with my partner, um, and I am a submissive, and it's like the only experience I've had with it. So it's like not super... I don't know a whole lot. And uh, it's also not every time that we have sex. But for the sake of this episode, I will speak openly about it for the first time. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. I mean, maybe I mean, it, you he, could get somebody care, to, so. you know, dip their toes in the pool, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I feel like I had another question. Um, do you have any questions, Amelia? I'm so learning far? as we're going. Yeah. I'm like, so I have just like with... <laughs> Going off of that, I feel like I've always been interested in this and I haven't known that this is what it is. You know, like I was with somebody for eight years and I would want him to tie me up and I would want him to slap me in the face. And he was so nice. It was, it pained him. And I'm like, no, but this is like a different, it's like, yeah, you can separate yourself from it. Yeah. Right. It's not like, yeah. So I never knew that that was considered BDSM because how it's portrayed in porn and, you know, like everywhere else, it's like leather and whips and like pain, you know, until you really dive into it, you see how deep it really does run. There's so many dynamics. There is. There's a lot of layers and we'll only be brushing the surface. Yeah. And I'm no expert either. I mean, I think I've had, I've clearly had the most BDSM related partners here Mm -hmm. um and I've been trying to learn as much as I can just because I feel like every time I learn something new I'm like turned on by it yeah um but yeah just as I'm no expert so and I think it's different for everyone but that's just I think sex in every 
angle. Yeah. I think that there's benefit in talking to somebody that, that just like partakes, you know, and isn't like, because that's kind of yeah, the level I that a lot of people are on. I think I, I don't want to over guess, but I think that's how most people are who participate in BDSM is yeah. it's just kind of like only in the sex sector of their relationship. Whereas other people, it's like their 24 seven lifestyle. Yeah. And I think most people, it's not their 24-7 lifestyle because I think sometimes it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. For, I, I've done like, a little bit of both. Oh, you so, have? Yeah, oh, I okay. have had a partner where it was 24-7. Um, and that was interesting. Um, it was fun, but it was short-lived. I'm not sure how long I could do that in a relationship. Were because you um, were you the dom or the sub in the 24-7? I was the sub in the oh, 24-7. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So it, was, it could be, I mean you're just constantly on call basically it's like having a job yeah so wow. for listeners at 24 7 like if you're exploring bdsm and you look up 24 7 or you see it on a subreddit it just means that is your dynamic outside of the bedroom too like you have yeah you kind of have to like do whatever your dom says like, yeah i, I mean that. there are like rewards for working out or you know Dress me from head to toe. What do you want me to wear? What color eyeshadow should I wear? What color do you want me to paint my nails? What shoes should I wear? Um, good. I mean, I've I've heard that it's helped a lot of people with their depression because they can kind of be dommed into self care. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's so many aspects of 24/7 BDSM that makes me want to cry. I love that. I really, really love that. And I think that it gets misconstrued. Uh, there are a few questions we got from people that I want to bring up Mm -hmm. um throughout the episode but one of them was like how do you know who to trust with it because people can take abuse it yeah Yeah. they could take advantage of it and something that comes to mind is i don't know if you watched the vow that documentary series about the nexium cult no so there was kind of a dynamic that was a lot of people were talking about kind of bdsm me where like he was running their entire life and they were consenting into it yes but not really recognizing that they were like they were like yeah i'll do whatever you say but it wasn't the same like, it wasn't for sexual reasons. It was, yeah. like, a fe- kind of a fear thing, you know, and, like, a power mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. So, th- like, there's there's a piece of it that I definitely want to talk about, about, like, how to know who to trust and, like, where the boundaries are and, like, do you lay the boundaries up front? And because I never knew about the 24-7 thing. And there is a lot of conflict between, like, BDSM and feminism Mm -hmm. because you're like okay well I'm also such a fucking feminist like now I have this conflict in my head of like am I being submissive because like this is the patriarchy at its worst or (laughs) I mean frankly I think most feminists or most alpha women just want to lose control in the bedroom and I think that's the aspect of and like being a submissive be yes mm-hmm. exactly that really got me into this because mm-hmm. I was so tired of constantly being on or in control outside of the bedroom that it's the best way to let go and relax mm-hmm. and that's really what hooked me in right mm-hmm. away yeah yeah I was just about to bring that up I'm talking to a guy right now who is a dom and he his whole thing was like I was I had an issue when I was first dipping my toes into this because I was like, well, I don't like being submissive outside of the bedroom. So like, why am I feeling like this inside? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was like, I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah. And so he was like, no, women that are so in charge outside of the bedroom are most of the time 
submissive in the bedroom yeah. because of that exact reason. They just want to like let go. Turn so, your brain off. Yes. And just you, you get to else. be the center of attention. It's really nice. And like, I love that. There's always, I, I'm sure all of us have been in, in at least one relationship where like you're dating some fucking idiot who wants you to be their mom mm. essentially oh, yes. with no strings attached. And you're like, okay, you need to earn everything for me when it comes to sex because I do so much of everything else, yeah. mm-hmm. especially emotionally. So like, I'm, I'm not going to like be your mom all fucking day and then be your fleshlight yeah. at the, at the end of the day. Like, well also you're probably exhausted from being mom all yeah. day. Yeah. yeah. Right. Being mom working 24 seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it gets misconstrued too. I mean like being submissive is like being out of, out of control, but the guy that I was talking to was, he made it clear to me that being the submissive is, is the, point of control in the whole operation and I think that it from the outside it looks like the opposite but really the submissives are driving the whole thing yeah really which is an interesting kind of dynamic like you would think that the dominant would be the one that like calling all the shots but they do call the shots but you're the one agreeing to it in the first place so you're driving you're driving the operation and I mean I know on a previous episode you guys had talked about you know like a scene is basically like a when you do a BDSM role play or something like that is what they call a scene or I call it playing. Well, I just feel like it really just boils down to your communication and preferences. Mm-hmm. And so really it's like, this is what I am turns me on and what I'm into. And that's what my dom is going to do. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like when I'm the dom, yes, I'm, I mean, I think it's easier as a woman to be a dom because I'm like, at the end of the day, you're going to come. So like, that's what men want. They don't really care how it happens. Um, and so I feel like, the aspect of being a dom is like, I get to do whatever I want. Like, I want to be the center of attention. I'm going to dance and you can't touch me. I'm going to play as many songs on repeat as I want and shake yes. my booty and you just have to watch me do it. And, you know, I think that that's the fun dynamic of being a female dom is you can kind of turn the tables a little bit. Mm-hmm. What was your first experience as a dom? It was actually recent. It was with my most recent partner or my current partner. Um, and I bought a cock cage. I was just like had to. I was like, I want to know. Like, let's lock you up. Make sure you can't do anything about it. Um, so I had it shipped to his house and didn't <gasps> tell him it was coming. <laughs> that is a very <laughs> so dummy move. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, I don't even care. He had never even mentioned whether he'd be interested in something like that. But I was like, you know what? We're just going to try it. And if he hates it, like it was 20 bucks down the drain. Who cares? Yeah. So what happened was he, I told him, I was like, you need to wear this over. And so he came over with it on. And um, I ended up, like I said, just doing whatever the fuck I wanted. And so I ended up getting a vibrator out and like getting off like on him or near him um while he was locked up and then I like used the vibrator on his cage and I was asking him about it recently and he was like oh yeah that was the time I came without coming and I was like what a concept that men could have an orgasm without literally ejaculating yeah ejaculating I've never heard of that I hadn't either I know interesting get the cock cage (laughs) so so question for you was this something that he 
was had he always been a submissive or was it something that you were just interested in trying out? It was something I was just interested in trying out. He had actually always been a dom. Oh, yeah. And so um, we had just talked about it. It was something that I was interested in at the it's kind of a side tangent. But at the beginning of the pandemic, I had considered starting an OnlyFans. And so I got um, some Wigs. <laughs> um, and so it's like tur- putting a wig on or wearing leather or putting on your like, you know, leather stiletto boots. Like that is just an, a quick way to like change your mindset into being a dom. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of from kind of playing dress up was like, this is something I'm really interested in exploring. What aspects of that would you enjoy? Mm -hmm. Um, And again, just opening up that line of communication of things that would turn him on if he was a submissive. And and we just gave it a try from there. Does he, what does he call you when you're a dom? Oh, we have gone back and forth on good names for me as a dom. Um, I like kitten. Ooh. Um, I do not like mistress. I don't like ma'am. Don't call me miss. I'm not at work. Like, stop. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I like bunny, kitten, like cute little pet names like that I'm yeah. good with. But I mean, he prefers to go by sir. And even while we're having this conversation, I really can't even remember the last time either of us called each other by our like BDSM dom name. Interesting. Does just he ever call you a sub name? No. Yeah, no. I think we're just getting in the zone and it's. I feel like we communicate less. Mm-hmm. It's more like through body language. So it's like a flow okay. state. Yeah, like you, yeah, exactly. You just kind of really do turn your mind off. Mm-hmm. We've gotten a few questions from men that I can only assume are subs, and that's why they're asking of if it's a turnoff when a guy is a sub. Oh, my God. Absolutely we're, not. Yeah. When we read that, we are like, the question, the answer is obviously no. Yeah. I mean, good for them for asking. Yeah. Um, but the answer is definitely no. I mean, at the end of the day, we're we're still having sex. Yeah. So clearly I'm turned on by you, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you really boil it down to just the basics. Yeah. I think um, it also, like, it would depend, not the level of attractiveness, but if you're, like, specifically seeking out only a BDSM relationship, um, then, like, a sub and a sub dynamic might not work. Right. Um, so you could, like find what you're looking for in a switch or a dom like uh but like I guess if I'm thinking from my own perspective like if I were to date someone who was a sub as long as we talked about it and it was like okay well also like if I'm agreeing to be to do this then like I'm gonna need you to do xyz also like it's just all at the end of the day, everything comes down to communicating. I know, and I'm going to say that so many times during yeah. this episode. People are going to get tired of us saying. I mean, it. it's so much easier said than done, too, because yeah. you like overthink it in your head, and you're like, I don't know how to talk about this because it's kind of weird to like just bring things up, and then it doesn't. Uh, it's doesn't even have to relate to BDSM specifically. It's just like any part of a relationship. Yeah. You're like, how do I tell them I need this? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it obviously is not unattractive if you're no, a male sub. Yeah. When yeah. he will wear the cock cage without me knowing, I'm immediately <gasps> just like, oh my God, I just <laughs> melt. I'm like immediately turned on. I'm going to be honest, this is the first time I'm hearing cock cage. Mm. I'm fully intrigued. Do you know what a cock cage is? Yeah. Please tell me. 
So you, it. Do you want me to look it up for you? Yeah, <laughs> I want to see. I want to see okay, a photo because I can imagine a live reaction. You can have metal or plastic, but you literally will put your dick and balls into a contraption and then put a lock on it with a key. <gasps> the key is my favorite part. I fucking love that. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, here's oh. what it looks like. Oh my god. And now. It luckily I and searched this depending on the size <laughs> they like really can't get hard yeah so does it, it hurt if they get hard it can hurt a little yeah so it's kind of fun <laughs> that is phenomenal um so how did your boyfriend react the first time you were a dominant then oh god he loved it Ooh. Yeah. I'm sure it was like was that his first time like being in a switch position I actually don't know um but from what I know, I would think, yes. Mm-hmm. So, but I think because well, we had the BDSM, you know, dynamics already in our relationship, it's just not that big of a stretch to just switch mm-hmm. it around. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a couple other questions. Did you guys meet, like, because of BDSM? No. Okay, so you just kind of figured this out about each other? Yes. Okay, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, we met on Hinge and kind of just started hooking up. And... Uh, it do be like that. <laughs> it do be like that. And one of the... Within the first five times we hooked up, I mean, I'm pretty vocal about what I want. Like, if I'm going to have sex, I'm going to get off. So. Fuck yes. (laughs) I think. Bad energy. That's just, like, for every woman out there. Like, if you're going to have sex, like, don't make it a bad pizza. Like, get your cookie, too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I made sure I was getting my cookie, and I was vocal about it. too much bad sex. And I I just say, like, after age 25, when you're done with all of the wasting your time with all these fucking idiots. Don't waste any more time. No, it's just not only that. You know what you want. Yeah. Yeah. And if you tell a man what you want, he's going to be more turned on listening to you telling him what you want. than he will be if you just, you know, starfish. Yeah. Oh (laughs) my God. Yes. Amen. So just tell him what you want, girls. I can't deal. Um, so you just discovered it. So had he been involved in like BDSM beforehand as well? Yeah, he had been in a previous relationship where it sounds like he was dominant pretty often. And I'm not sure if that was 24-7 at some points or not. But I did know that that was a dynamic that he had had. Um, did so he was- have anything in his profile indicating? No. <laughs> um, my boyfriend had in his Hinge profile... Um, like, we'll get along if you're only into vanilla as a flavor. Love it. And then <laughs> I remember, like, sending it to Amelia, and I was like, what does this mean? And she's like, is he, like, talking about sex? And I was like, I don't know, but I hope so, because I'm, like, <laughs> tired of having bad sex. And then he told me, like, later on, like, one of the pictures on my profile, and this is before I had any exposure to any sort of BDSM. One of the pictures on my profile, he, I was like like posed on my knees in like a dress is this your twitter avatar too no okay because your twitter avatar i'm like you are you a dom like (laughs) when i saw (laughs) i was like girl get after it with those knee high boots um but it oh yeah yeah. what was i saying uh i like i'm on my like knees in like a cute little dress and then he saw the picture and he's like i bet she's a sub and i was like 
oh, you could, you just like could tell by like looking at me <laughs> that I would be okay with that. And then he listened to the podcast and he was like listening to how I was describing like, um, I think I was describing like the kind of sex I wanted to have as like Kylo Ren and like, <laughs> yeah. uh, um, Ray, Ray. Ray, yeah, like that kind of dynamic. And he was like, I think you would be into like being a bratty sub. Have you thought of that? But as we've like gotten more comfortable with each other, it's more so like, I'm more like a princess. Like oh, yeah. if you're like, I almost brought my crown. I knew you would wear it. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I um, this. I'm definitely more of a princess. Like, um, I will behave for him because he has already been so, like, kind to me throughout the day. Like, respectful and kind and, like, <gasps> taking care of me throughout the day. So then that's when I behave more. And, like, it ha- it is fun to be, like, bratty, but, like, I haven't been bratty in so long. <laughs> it's easier we- to be bratty when you're not, like, face-to-face. Yeah, yeah. I can you, be like, more quippy when I'm via yeah. text, yeah. <laughs> and then... Uh, and then, so I would say our our dynamic, because he's not really, like, he, like, I was like, what kind of dom do you think you would be? And then we were, like, reading the descriptions, like, in our dynamic specifically, and he's, like, probably more like a gentleman dom. Like, he is a little bit, he's not really a soft dom, but I would say, like, in our dynamic, it probably falls more into that area. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, yeah. I didn't even know there were descriptions for types of doms. So the, neither see, did we. We looked them up. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> you're bringing it. You're well, shit. Sure. Because <laughs> there's like, there's like definitely like sadists. But can I just say, what did I say? A good dom will be able to recognize a sub mm-hmm. outside I was of the bedroom. Just about to say that because you brought that up first, like one of the first things you said. And the guy that I'm talking again reiterating I have the least experience I have as like minimal of experience as you can possibly have in this field but I'm learning and I'm interested in learning the guy that I'm talking to right now within literally three messages he was like you should take the BDSM test I think you're a sub and I was like oh I've taken it have you taken this test uh no but I you I know, know several tests test. yeah, yeah. Like, there's so many tests yeah it's I feel like there's it's one like, that everybody sends it's like me. black yeah and then yes. yep mm-hmm. the like neon colors where it yeah you, and yeah. I told I told him that I took it and he guessed every everything I'm like oh shit stop he it fucking right wrote. now I'm like fucking I'm about to drive to the state that he lives in <laughs> sex toy recommendations oh my Ooh. god particularly for people who are not together. Um, oh. I highly recommend Lovence, L-O-V-E-N-S-E. Okay. They're Bluetooth-controlled sex toys. I have something like that. And it will bring every BDSM aspect just, like, right. Yeah, because you don't ugh, have to amazing. do You don't it have to person. be together. No. You don't have to do it in person. The app, he can just control it from wherever he is. You can send messages within the app if you want. I'm trying You should, because then you don't have to drive all the way to wherever he is. And you could, like, grant him access. Yep, yep. If you want to have, like, a 24-7 day, just walk oh, around yeah. or something. There is yeah. something about this man. I, I seriously don't know what it is about him. I mean, he's very hot, but like he's not who I typically go for. Okay. And he's bringing out. I sent my first almost nude. I know. What? I know. Wait, I know. Have you never sent I've never a nude? Never sent a nude. And I, it's not that I have anything against. I'm like all, more power oh, to everybody. That wants. I know. I know. But I'm like very close. And he. It's just he makes me feel empowered to do these things. Yes. You know. And like. 
I don't know. I'm like about to drive to him. I can't. No, I'm not even. A, I'm, I'm about to. No, you don't to. have to. Just ship him one of these sex toys and you get love ends. Love ends. And you can sync them. The one I have is WeVibe and I. Their app kind of sucks, so that's the only reason I wouldn't recommend them. It has all the same aspects you were talking about. Yeah. It sucks that, in what way? Um, like, the app will disconnect a lot, so it's just Love glitchy. Ends, as far as I know, like, you can't use any other app. Like, you can't put it in the background, so you can't, like, open Love Ends and then open your text messages, because mm. it'll, like, stop the toy. Okay. But, I mean, really, if you're playing with my pussy, that's all you should be focused on yeah, anyway. <laughs> Let me just open this text real quick. Excuse me. Exactly. <laughs> Especially because you can message inside of it. So, yeah. really, you can just talk Don't inside of it. And then you, should be you can just too. delete the whole chat when you're done. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, oh, God. I fucking love this. Well, shit. Maybe how'd you discover that? Tonight. Um, Great question. Actually, that 24-7... Uh, Dom sub dynamic that I had he purchased one for me and that was part of the dynamic was if he facetimed me it was like put the toy in like it's go time and Amelia wants a Dom so bad (laughs) so fucking bad I want a Dom so bad I'm really I'm on the hunt well I just bought my boyfriend one of those toys and you. you can sync them up so you can both be like experiencing the same thing or different things at the same time and so i just wanted to recommend that i mean apparently specifically to you so that you don't have to leave the state (laughs) it's a long drive it's a long drive well at least get yourself a toy if you're gonna do it (laughs) yeah Yeah, might as well okay question personal question for you for your relationship that you're in now if you were to give a percentage to like bdsm sex and vanilla sex what would you what's the split Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I would say it takes such a conscious effort to be a dom or a sub mm. um, that we really do try to like do a whole scene if mm. we're going to do something. So I would say it's only about once a week if that, if we're doing a scene. Yeah. And then outside of that, we'll have, you know, vanilla sex. I think that people think like, you can you it's black and white like you're only doing one or the other but like it does you like you said it does take a lot of conscious effort and for i mean i think one of the questions that you guys got was about aftercare yes mm-hmm. oh, and that's a good word yeah and i think that specifically i mean you are going to be emotionally and physically drained after a scene and so it, it the idea of doing that all the time every time you're horny is i applaud anyone who has that kind of stamina right i mean i have a high sex drive but i do not have that type of stamina (laughs) do you feel this is interesting to talk to you as a switch because we've talked in the past about how subs obviously have a drop but doms do too yes is the dot is are the drops do they feel different when you're being a sub when you're being a dom um Yes, I think so, at least from what I've experienced. But I'm glad that you brought that up because that was something I was going to bring up. I don't think a lot of people realize that your dom is going to drop too, but they're also physically exerting themselves. So I think it's important to think about. I mean, it's an adrenaline rush, right? Mm -hmm. So once that stops, I mean, your body's going to naturally react to that. So when it does come to aftercare, I think it's important for both sides. And that's why... (sighs) Who was that? That was his grandpa. Gramps, what is your deal, dude? He looked me right in the eye and showed me all of his teeth. What are you mad about? Just chill, dude. Here, come here. I know, I know. Um, 
while Amelia sorts that out. Have you ever just picked him up? No. <gasps> That's your first time scooping him up? Isn't this he exciting heavy? for me? He is very heavy. I did yeah. not expect it. He's dense. He's like a, he is a Like unit. a bag of flour. <laughs> he's my so, favorite guest star. He's, yeah, he rounds he out annoys the whole me so much. I brought my autograph book, and I'm not leaving until <laughs> I get Grandpa's autograph. We're going to dig your paw in some ink. Um... I, I did also want to say, like, everyone has different needs for aftercare. Yes. So, like, when it comes to, like, when my boyfriend's being a dom, like, I, when I read, like, oh, doms need aftercare, too, um, we figured out, like, maybe what I would need, and then I was like, okay, what can I do for you? And then he was like, if I know that you are, like, you feel safe and comforted, then that is, like, aftercare exactly. for me. And I was like, oh, Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. And like, I, I'm a sensitive person. Like, any sex I have, I want after. <laughs> exactly. Kidding. I want snuggles and compliments. Well, I didn't realize. And a glass that of water. That's what it was until Liz told me about aftercare. I was like, oh, fuck. Because I would leave hookups sad. Oh, for and I was sure. Like, Why? I Cry wanted the whole to do way this. home. Yeah. I'm like, I enjoyed this. But I would just, like, put on my clothes and leave, and I'd be like, <laughs> I think it's because, um, so, some of the stuff I was looking up, because, just, like, based on our questions and based on the things that I felt, like, would be important for us to talk about, um, I wanted to talk about just things around, like, being sad afterwards and why aftercare yeah. is important, yes. is, um, I looked at a lot of stuff on Reddit, and one of them is, like, they mentioned just, like, a lot of people think that you could just be really detached and just have sex. But, like, that's not what BDSM is about. It's, like, yeah. not just being, like, emotionally detached. Because at that point, you're just using people to masturbate. Yeah. And, like, like you said, I'm not going to be your flashlight at the yeah, end of the day. Yeah. Like, you're, you're just wasting everyone's time. And, like, everyone is human. So that's not helping anyone. Exactly. If your goal is just to get off and not actually have, like, a connection with this person and care about them as a human, then, like, just go home and masturbate and stop wasting everyone's time, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I am – I'm one of those people that loves to debrief sex. I'm like, okay, let's Me talk too. about what just happened. What, <laughs> what was your – let's, like, have a highlight reel. Let's exactly. talk. Exactly. Like, that's such a good way to phrase what was it. The be- what was your favorite part? Like, so that's I feel like what I like to do after uh, in my aftercare is like talk about it and then be like, what was the most enjoyable for you? And then I'll say like, what put me into subspace? Yeah. And then we'll just talk more about what we liked. And then like that also helps me going forward know like, okay, like let's do more of this. Or like I liked that we had we dedicated the day to like this scene. So like maybe leading up to it I'll like be submissive in, yeah outside of the bedroom or something like yeah. that so yeah I I love debriefing <laughs> I feel like it's such a good an important part of aftercare too because I, I think any BDSM dynamic you're gonna want to know you know what you enjoyed for next time mm-hmm. and, and you're like okay I'm just gonna pocket that and so I love talking about it afterwards. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I'm ready for round two. <laughs> yes. I fucking love that. You just brought up subspace. And I think, I mean, yeah. people that are just like tuning in for the first time or, or recent listeners, I think it would be good to talk about what subspace is. Um, so subspace, I didn't really understand what it was until like I had experienced it. Yeah. You feel like you're high. Oh. Honestly. Yeah. 
Like, you are not thinking about anything. It's, like, kind of a meditative state, and everything is just kind of, like, enjoyment-based. You're not thinking about it, because I definitely have a problem with overthinking during sex, during most things. I think most women have that problem. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just, like, oh, my God, I have to remember that I need to, like, file my taxes. (laughs) It's just, like, and then you're, like, no, 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 I, I can't. I can't think about that right now. <laughs> so, like, I enjoy life. subspace because it's just, f- like, for once, my brain is not talking. And I am just, like, in a physical receptive state. And it's not about anything else. Like, it's nothing going on in the background. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. That's how and I would explain I would it. just say that I don't hit subspace every time um yeah yeah. it shouldn't be like it's not there's nothing wrong if you don't hit it yeah exactly at at all okay yeah that's interesting I mean I haven't ever experienced it I mean the extent of my like BDSM sex there's this guy I'm hooking up with right now I'm obsessed with I'm sure you've heard me talk about him music man Oh, I was just yes. I'm it's so my glad. Be all. I know. I don't know what's You're wrong. You're simping with me. for him. I really am. It's a problem. I don't simp for anyone. But he, I was talking to him because he he does some dommy things, <laughs> and. Do you mean like outside of the bedroom? Inside, inside the, the bedroom. And okay. I I realized that he was doing this, and I was like, "I'm gonna send you this quiz." And so I sent him yes, the BDSM you quiz. did. And he was like, "I don't do this with anybody else. Like this isn't. I just know that you like it, so I tap into it." And I think that that's what an interesting. I'm in love with him. I'm not. At, like maybe I am. Amelia's like Amelia matches somebody on any app, and she's like, "I'm in love with a baby yeah, in me." So it's okay. You can say you're in love with no, him. I meet my soulmate every single week. But Music Man is a constant. If he listens, he's gonna be so fucking scared. We have a very. He said he stopped listening. He did. Let's just hope he held on that. But I talked about him one episode, and I well, I talk about him a lot of episodes. I told him that I was talking about him one episode, and he listened. You posted a video. I did. Where, like, oh. and you, it was, like, you were clearly talking about him, and he's, like, is this about me? And you were, like, uh. You edited it. it. You edited it into your own. And posted it Instagram. on Instagram. I did. And I posted about, because I love attention. But I'm very, he's. You were just, anyway. like, I'm just going to go ahead and put this into the universe and see if he comes this way. <laughs> she was, like, law of attraction. Problem. I had nothing to do with it. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> how the universe works. But it's an interesting kind of take because he took to it like a duck on water. He was like, I didn't even tell him that I was like, like interested in experiencing this, but he would just, he just started like choking me and like telling me what to do and calling me good girl. And like, he was really, I was like, oh, he, so he's into BDSM and I like, he's not, I'm apparently his first exposure into it. Hmm. I think that it is interesting and important to understand the levels that can exist in it because I really do think and I said this at the top like when people think about BDSM when they don't have a lot of exposure to it they think about like the like 100% falls to the wall like pain somebody's hanging from the ceiling there's blood or piss like why is this happening (laughs) yeah just like the I don't know the dark edges of porn websites yeah oh my god they have yeah like German dungeon born um That leads me to a question that we actually got a few times. I'm going to pull it up. Hey, what's up? This is Tim Dowling, writer of the Average Citizen blog and co-host of the new Average Citizen podcast. What is Average Citizen? Well, it's you, me, and everyone in between. 
We're all feeling a little overwhelmed and anxious at the state of our country right now. So join me and my co-host Tom Creighton as we research, discuss, debate, and explore some bigger pictures about America's future and the world. We're all in this together. Find us on the Chatter Network and at avgcitizen.com. Somebody asked about the how to tell if somebody is a fake dom. Yeah. Because we've talked about, I was yeah. dating a fake dom for a sec. Yeah. And there's no way to really know until you get down to the nitty gritty. Well, and I don't think fake doms know they're fake doms. I think they're just like, these like, the, they're like the guys who are like, I'm an alpha. Like Yes. Oh, oh my God. But they're actually a beta. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I'm just a little bitch boy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think it's like, so hard to tell if someone is a fake dom. And honestly, it, especially in listening if you're to your podcast, I'm just so glad that you guys have been bringing attention to it because I think, unfortunately, anyone trying to get into the BDSM scene is going to have a bad experience. Mm-hmm. And I've run across a lot of that on Reddit of people going to their first party or things like that and things just going awry yeah and frankly I've had a bad experience I mean Hmm. I I know one of your questions was um how can I experience BDSM as a single person and I just wrote it's dangerous Mm -hmm. I mean do as I say not as I did kind of a thing (laughs) like (laughs) honestly and I remember um I told this guy that this was something that I was into and once we got into the bedroom things just went from what I like to crossing the line and I mean it was definitely a sexual assault I just didn't realize it until after and that is the problem I mean you you just shouldn't be doing this with somebody that you don't trust Mm -hmm. and that you haven't clearly communicated with and I think like we said that is a huge part of BDSM is just talking about your preferences and you'll know if someone is a fake dom yeah if you are talking about bdsm enough yeah um i did do a little research on like you know doms being abusive and Mm. fake doms and here are some of the things i found from people who have shared on reddit Mm. um this person said i'm recovering from an abusive dom that, by my understanding, was absolutely terrible at being a dom. He would do things without running them by me first. I felt more like a lab rat than a partner. It's been nearly three years since I last saw him, and I woke up crying this morning from a memory. Still, I'm drawn to certain parts of kink, but I still feel fragile. I'm not exactly a masochist, which doesn't help. Um, How do I connect? They're asking for advice, obviously. Um, Are there even BDSM spaces for non-masochist subs? I feel so lost. And I think it's important to remind people, like, you don't, it doesn't have to be sexual. It does. And in a lot of ways, it's not. Yeah. And you can be a submissive and not be a masochist. So if you're not into masochism, that is absolutely fine. Like, you don't have to be a masochist or, like, enjoy pain to be a submissive and I think I mean I think a lot of the the biggest red flag I have seen is like sex slave contracts if -hmm. you get presented with a contract just no first of all go ahead and sign it if you want but 
they're not legally binding. So if you are currently <laughs> subject to a sex slave contract and you want out, they're I'm certain it's they're not, not legally, legally binding. binding. So get out. But yeah, I mean, that is part of it. They'll be, you know, you're going to do the, these things and I'm going to do these things and you're going to sign your name on the dotted line. If you don't want to do something, you don't have to. And I think that's like the most important thing you need to remember if you want, mm-hmm. to, if you're interested in being a submissive or if you are a dominant, your sub does not have to do shit for you. Yeah. You have to earn their submission. Some of the other stuff I read that I felt like was um, important is if a dom is volunteering to mentor you and then uh exploits that mentorship yeah then that is something that you should that be wary of they're probably a fake dom they're probably abusive a lot of the time um i have read that only submissives should mentor other submissives um because it's safer and doms should mentor other doms and Hmm. um I like if that I'm, a lot. Yeah. And then they like cross that line of like, it's no longer a mentorship. And then they like play with you. Yeah. Which it's, I mean, I think we've seen in all you. aspects of our life, right? Like yeah. if a man is mentoring you and they're then grooming tries you. to exploit it and they were setting you up for that. Yeah. And I think that's just great advice that you should be looking for other subs or other doms. Mm-hmm. Amelia, do you have any advice for anyone who wants to dip their toes in? I mean, it seems like that's kind of where you are. So, like, no, but, like, I'm also, I feel like I'm kind of, like, it's, like, a baptism by fire right now, and I'm really only hooking up with one person consistently, and we're both the same level of not really knowing what's going on, and in a way, that's kind of fun. Like, yeah. I, I, I want to be... I that's related to a question someone asked, is, like, if we're both new to this, how can we experiment with it? It's tough because for a while I've been wanting to experiment with an experienced dom. Yeah. Because I want to be like actually baptized into it and not like a baptism by fire kind of situation. But at the same time, like being on the same level of knowledge as someone who's also kind of figuring it out has been kind of fun. It can be less intimidating, I think. Um, Because coming from the opposite end of not having any experience and then my partner did have experience, it's a little intimidating Mm because I'm like, okay, well, you've hooked up with people who like this is their lifestyle. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. And then you like feel kind of like insecure because you're like am I even a good sub like how do I know I'm being a good sub (laughs) there's so many questions right right so when I like and back to communication when I communicated that to him it was um easier for him to like he's like oh okay now I know I need to like affirm you like when you are, when I think like you're being a good sub, words of or, affirmation. Yeah, I'm a that's big. That's your sub love language. I think that's just actually just my regular love language too. <laughs> it's just I need words of affirmation. I think the greatest resource has been Reddit, mm-hmm. um, because people there are so honest. I mean, you're behind your computer, you're behind your username. And I mean, like you were just reading, people are honest even about the worst experiences that they've had. Well, and like if you're sharing like a bad experience and asking for advice, the community is so supportive that they're going to be like, you need to get out of this because of X, Y, Z. So you're always going to be able to find like positive support and advice on Reddit because those people like. Yeah, it's like their lifestyle. And it's great because of cross-posting, you can find different aspects of BDSM that you either didn't know exist or didn't know turned you on. Mm -hmm. And from there, you can just kind of get deeper into 
your own kinks. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. Um, Amelia, I think this will speak to you. Uh, this reminds me of something you said once. Um, don't settle for someone who doesn't see me and my pleasure as equally important to theirs. Um, how this pleasure comes about may be different, but it's equally important. So I think a good recognition of a fake dom is like, if a dominant does not give a fuck about your pleasure, like, Get out. Uh, like that's if, not a dominant. Yeah. If I was doing some, like if I didn't like something that my boyfriend was doing during a scene, I, he would immediately stop. Yeah. Like, and that's the point of it is like, it doesn't matter if he's a dominant, like at the end of the day, we care about each other. That, and, and it's supposed to be about both sides pleasure. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. why, why would you continue to be a part of that dynamic if you're not getting your cookie? Yeah. Yeah. I really do feel like that's the entire point. And, like, that's why doms love being doms is because it's hot to turn somebody on. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely feel like I would have switchy tendencies if, like, uh, like my dom was open to that. But he's just, like, doesn't really seem interested. And that's fine with me, too. I'm happy being a spoiled little (laughs) doctor sub. I'm a spoiled little sub. What are what are some questions you recommend someone ask when vetting a potential play partner? Yes. I wrote that one down. That's a really good question. Um I think it's important to ask their level of experience. Um, like you were just talking about, you feel comfortable with someone who has kind of the same level of experience as you. But I also just want to know kind of what they've already done, I think you're going to feel safer knowing that, just period. Mm -hmm. If it's zero or a hundred times they've been doing it, then at least you know where they fall. Yeah, and Um, whoever is answering that question needs to be honest because it's not like, are you even experienced? It's like, okay, I just want to know where things are so we can communicate about it. And it's also not how many people have you slept with. It's truly just... How How many times have you you done this? Yeah. Yeah. And how many people have you done it with? I think it's especially important. I think that when you ask those questions, you're also vetting them in terms of how safe you can feel with those people. Because if they have had multiple partners, then I think it's clear that you're more likely to be able to trust them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also, like, if you're thinking about... um, I'm thinking from like a job interview perspective, if you're like, okay, why did your last dynamic end? Yes. Like what happened? Like, you know, maybe it's a relationship that just ended that happens and um, it had nothing to do with BDSM, but I think it's important to be like, okay, well, why did the submissive not want to be a part of this dynamic anymore? Yeah. I agree with that. Got to look out for yourself. Like, okay, um, I'm interviewing for this job, but why did... Like, what happened to the person who was here before me? Yeah. Were they fired? Did they quit? Were they promoted? That's a good way to look at it. (laughs) Yeah. It is a good way to look at it. Um, I think another one is, you know, what are your limits? What things are you not willing to do within the BDSM community? Um, And I think you were talking about that quiz earlier, and that tends to touch on, you know, would you even try this? Like, you can check maybe that the same quiz yeah yeah okay that's what I thought you can even check maybe for things you're not sure about but might be willing to explore and then when you're learning those things if you've learned somebody's more experienced in one of those areas then you may be more inclined to try that with them yeah um and then another one I wrote down was um oh I did I just wrote down there are all these google sheets um like google documents that will have like 
similar to this quiz, just everything from A to Z in the BDSM community. And you can both sit there and do it and then kind of like trade answers like a Cosmo quiz. (laughs) Um, That would be so fun. And so I think if you really are seriously considering entering a dynamic that you take one of those quizzes and you both do it honestly, even if you don't end up having the same interest, like wouldn't you rather figure that out outside of the bedroom? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So definitely. I, I did ask my Dom um, I sent him a screenshot of the questions and I was like, Hey, um, if you have any thoughts, like what would, what would you share? And what he said is a real Dom will never pressure you, force you, or try to convince you to do something. Don't trust someone who, who only Dom's first time subs. So yes. I think that's good. Ooh, that is yeah, another really good, good way advice. to find a fake Dom mm-hmm. is if he only hooks up with first time subs. Yeah. That's a way to get traumatized real quick. One of the guys, so the fake Dom that we call fake Dom on the podcast was capital F, capital D. Yep. That's his name. He was, he was the worst. Like he clearly had zero, zero experience, not even like peripheral experience. He didn't know what aftercare was. No, he just kind of took what looked like a Dom on TV and commercialized it. Yeah, exactly. He He was was like, I've seen Edward Cullen. And I yes. Was, oh my god. I wasn't 100%. able. I wasn't able to recognize it. I texted Liz from the bathroom of his house. Oh, I was god. like, hey, "He's a dam." And like, she was like, "Okay, but like, how, like how?" Because <laughs> I think you knew up front that like this was kind of shady. And I there was there was something about him that was shady on all cylinders. And the bad I was like, stand up, I think, gave it away for me. This was the same guy that made me listen to his stand up for like oh, an no, hour. Oh my god, yes. Mm-hmm. But he knew nothing about anything. But he, uh, uh, there are so many that I got lucky that that was like an obvious way to spot them. Yeah. But there are other. But like on all other accounts, I feel like he seemed like a normal guy, like, you know, kind of person you would be interested in. He was in. a good actor. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Looking back on it, I'm like, fu- I mean, 2020 is in hindsight. Hindsight's in 2020. But I, he, there was ev- everything that I look back on now. I'm like, oh, it's so fucking obvious. Like he didn't really know what he was doing. He made it very obvious. He didn't care about your pleasure at all when you were like, hey, I didn't come. Yeah. And he was like, bummer. What? Yeah, dude. He so he came and I was like, oh, I didn't come, and he was like, oh, sorry. You should get even down have to there, say sir. That. I know, I know. And he mm. and he was like, so do you want me to help you with that? I'm like, yeah, the Hello? And then we had sex. Like, a second I'm having time. sex for me also. Right, I'm also trying to enjoy it. You're having a good time, but I also want to have a good time. Right. I didn't come here to pleasure you. He fucking sucked. You know what's really funny is since I started we this TikTok send stuff, him a, a flashlight in the mail. I'm Sorry, that's great. But can we multiple. fill it with glitter or something yes. really shitty? Oh God, yes. <laughs> or so literal shit. On like, his please dick. go fuck yourself. Since I've been doing this TikTok stuff, a lot of women that live in Seattle. So I unfollowed him on Instagram recently, but I was when I was still following him. I was getting a lot of messages from girls that were like, I think we're Eskimo sisters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, oh, is he f- here? He, he's yeah. local. He's he, local. He like told a girl, like he asked a girl, are you autistic? And like, um, um, like demeaning way. Yeah. Well, I don't think there's a really a nice way to ask that it's, question. It's just, it was honestly, he's, he's so fucking clueless. 
Um, but good looking. And, and I was blinded. He right? Was, That's why no, no, we, no. He's average looking, in my mm, opinion. I was I mean, desperate. He was hot. He's hot, unfortunately. <laughs> it's His personality ruins it entirely, but... Uh, um, he also told me I was too political because I asked him if he voted. There was just so much wrong with this man. You're too political. Okay. Yeah. Well, Don't blow yourself, You're right. Dude. I should just stop caring about anyone. He sucked. But he, yeah, you're a white you, man. Keep policing my body. Thanks. It was very clear that nobody had ever pressed him on the Dom stuff. Like, yeah. Because when I started asking him questions, he was like, I, um. <laughs> like, okay, well, what kind of aftercare do you provide? What's aftercare? Yeah. Okay, you're not a Dom at yeah. all. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think that's that goes back to that question, right? Like, if you're vetting somebody and you're asking them about your interests and they're not able to articulate an answer back, like, red flag everywhere yeah, yeah right but like like i said you know do as we say not as we do or did mm-hmm. yeah yes trust your gut that is the other Two. thing i was going to say is you know if you are in a sticky situation you've got to trust your gut and i do think that um i'm looking at the box right now so uh we're not really strangers i feel like if like if you're vetting someone like Go on a date. Yes. It doesn't have to be, like, just because you're going on a date doesn't mean it needs to be, like, romantic if you're purely looking for a, a dom-sub dynamic and nothing else. Well, and I think that is important, right? Like, you're talking about a yeah, job they're, interview. Yeah, like, You should have lunch at the very least. Like, maybe yeah. you don't have an alcohol, but, like, you, don't you want, should have yeah. dinner and talk it out. You don't want to work somewhere with a toxic work environment. Everyone's leaving all the time. <laughs> like, what? Uh, what's your company culture like? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you work really hard, okay, so you're telling me that it's toxic here. And I think that's the other red flag, too, while we're on the subject is do not imbibe too much when you are cons- when you are going to engage in a scene. Mm-hmm. You do not want to be too intoxicated in any way. Mm-hmm. It is so dangerous because, I mean... I did a scene when I was high once and um, I really enjoyed being strangled and it's just like the delay of like my reaction time. Um, I could tell it was delayed and we talked about it afterwards and I was like, yeah, going forward, that was, you know, I won't get to that level. And so if you are going on a date, just make sure that you're, you know, having a drink or two and staying hydrated. Yeah. So someone shared a way to, like, maybe weed out fake doms because I had complained about that. Um, And they said, uh, pay close attention to what they say and how they actually act. First, if they want you to address them as sir or daddy right away, they have not earned that right and know nothing about you. Second, making requests (laughs) for you to use toys, audio clips, NSFW pics, etc., they should have a report first or a rapport. Report. I, I don't know how to say that. <laughs> it, it <always> report. <laughs> it has a T at the end, to yeah. be fair. Um, third, jumping straight to kink conversation. Fourth, asking for personal details like Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, etc. Tell them that you won't compromise on trust, communication, respect, balance, and boundaries. And then they recommended a book called Different Loving, The World of Sexual Dominance and Submission. And then um, another book called Screw the Roses. Mm. So. Wow. Fake doms, your brain is ending. 
Not that they even had one, but... It's so fucked. But Their that's the self-perceived thing is, reign is coming to an end. And it sucks because I'm sure a lot of the people that are listening are are interested in exploring this side of themselves. And yeah. fake doms prey on that kind of person. So it's good that we talk about it to know what to look out for because it's, it's really... It's fucked. And it's... For my fake dom, I don't think that it was for nefarious reasons. And a lot of the time, maybe it's not, but a good amount of the time, it probably is for nefarious reasons. I don't think it's intentionally nefarious. No, but it, but it ends it's up being Some people it's aren't intentionally self-serving, yeah. right? Like, yeah. that's really what it boils down to. Yes. And a good dom is going to cater to you. Yeah. yeah, exactly. A fake dom, like, fake dom, capital F, capital D. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh... I think that he's going to always skirt around it. Like, if someone was, like, straight up, like, no, you're a fake dominant, he would always have an excuse. Yeah. And I think that's also how he would probably be in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of seemed like he really just did not have a level of knowledge that he thought that he did. Like, he said it was so much conviction, and then when I questioned him about aftercare, and it wasn't even like I was testing it. It sounds like, (laughs) he just sounds like a basic white guy. He fucking sucks. I was just thinking the same thing. I'm just like, I'm overly confident. I was born, and I have the audacity. Uh (laughs) He had a lot of audacity. really confident, but also didn't do any research. Yeah. And, and it was like, so wow. clear. Wow, your confidence must have been rewarded a lot. I feel like he liked to be in control, and so he thought he was a dom. And, yeah. like, that's not... Oh, there's there's a lot of crossover, but there's a big difference. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait for some dominant lady to march into his life and... Step on Show his balls. What's what, yeah. I'm in like, those stiletto heels. And then he'll be like, wait a minute, I was wrong this whole time. I can't. I that's can't my prayer for him. That man. You know, that's the other thing with fake doms, right? Like they're never going to push your boundaries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if somebody uses their level of experience to try to talk you into something, like rad flag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It should always yes. be an ongoing conversation, and it should never be. No one should act without your consent. One hundred percent. Even if it's something simple, like I am uncomfortable being blindfolded, no one should blindfold you. Then you know, like yeah, you're not in pain from that, yeah. but that is pushing your boundary. Okay, so the conversation about consent and boundaries brings us to a question that we got about the importance of safe words. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have always like, and I'm putting joke in air quotes because I've never really had the need to have a safe word, but my safe word has always been Alabama. <laughs> Love it. I thought it was Arizona. It was Alabama. And it's and it scares people that it's Alabama because they're like, that is the least safe state. <laughs> okay, well, I definitely put in an episode that your safe word was Arizona. You know, but I haven't ever practiced it. So it, I mean, it might have switched, you know, <laughs> it could have been Arizona. Alabama. But it's, I think that safe words, there's like a mainstream understanding of a safe word, but it's so important in BDSM. Mm, yeah. So I think it's worth talking about. Yeah. I mean, I think you will be surprised. I thought that my safe word being my favorite TV show, like, it would just slip off the tongue, and it just... I've had to use a safe word kind of sort of twice, and it's never been the actual safe word that we discussed. And so I thought that this was a great question that you guys got, because in considering safe words, just stick with the easiest ones, right? So green is go... Yellow is pause and readjust. Red is stop. 
I have never articulated the word red first thing. It has always been stop. And stop is what happened. Like, and that is what is so important is if I say stop, it means stop. Mm -hmm. It's also the tone, right? I have a consensual non-consent kink. So Mm -hmm. it's like, oh no, stop. Don't. Like, yeah, there's a difference between that and stop. Stop. I'm freaking out. Will you explain a consensual non-consent kink? Yeah, you guys had previously talked about it on the um, Sexual Assault Awareness Month episodes, but um, it's kind of the concept of... There's a couple of categories, either being kidnapped or being raped, and the important word is still consent at the top of it. you're agreeing to it. Right, and a lot of what we've talked about this episode and things that have appealed to me as a submissive is the loss of control. And so that is what turned me on with that, and honestly, it's porn's fault. (laughs) Um, That's where I first saw any of that, and then just kind of discovered that that was something that I was interested in and I first saw it articulated on Reddit and I had never discussed it with a partner until my current partner um and because I had finally said it out loud I actually talked to my therapist about it and I was Hmm. like you know this is something that I'm curious about is this normal and she was like yes absolutely so hold on, the oldest car ever is what going the up fuck? the hill. It looks like a hearse. It really does. What the fuck? They're going all I was like, is that a scooter? <laughs> um, but that's why you know, red being the difference from stop. But mm. anytime I've said stop, there has been a complete stop. Um, and one thing that I wasn't familiar with is that some people are really into like, you know, being ball gagged or, you know, duct tape or something like that. And you're in a position where you can't speak. Mm -hmm. And I learned that some people will use like clickers, like the clicker trainer thing to, as their stop or red. And that, that seems so obvious because ball gags are... You know, it's on the consent is my kink shirt. It's like such an obvious staple of BDSM. That makes a lot of sense of having like some kind of signal or an agreement, an arrangement in advance. Um, I will say I don't have a, I don't have a uh, safe word. But that's an interesting take though, because so you haven't felt like you've needed one. No, there's been we've he like uh, when we first started hooking up, he was like, you we need to talk about safe words. And then I was like, I'm new here. Um, <laughs> but the, obviously, the more like we went on dates and stuff, it was like, oh, this isn't just sex. Like, we actually really like each other. And <laughs> then from there, like him knowing that this is so new to me, it was kind of more we could figure it out from there. But there's been times where like if, even if I've just been like really uncomfortable because I've been like too stiff. Yeah, or I'm, like, in a position to stretch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm like, hey, my shoulder hurts. Then he's like, oh, we can figure it out. Like, But it should be that simple. It's just a and that is the other thing. Like, mm-hmm. a fake dom won't stop when yeah. you're like, okay, but my, like, I just need to stretch for a second or I need a drink of water. Like, I've never had an issue with just saying the word stop. Yeah. Everything comes to a halt. And that's why I think the color system works so well because when I have felt like I've needed to say stop, I feel like I'm starting to see red almost. So it's just like, okay, it just slips off the tongue. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. And it's interesting that you bring it up in like a CNC kind of 
dynamic too because in the porn that I've watched that's BDSM related like they're actively saying stop and they don't but at the top of the video they'll have like an interview with them where they're like stop doesn't mean stop this is your safe word and so I wouldn't even know much of the same porn (laughs) (laughs) probably okay me with my porn on mute I don't even know that's what they're interviewing yeah let's watch this porn on mute isn't that interesting I don't know. There's something about it. I don't want to hear it. Um, well, I've also heard that the psychology behind it is mostly watching the women's faces. Ooh. It's like really what gets you off. Yeah. Interesting. So I could see that. Actually, that's... You know what? I think you're right about really that. really true. Yeah. yeah. I don't need to hear what's going on. But I'm with Amelia. I love a good moan from a man. <laughs> so I'll listen um, to ASMR all yeah. day. It, and that's not to say like I don't enjoy like hearing it in real life it's just when i'm watching porn i don't need to like be i'm on the outside i don't want to pretend i'm there i don't need to hear anything i want my imagination to take control but you were talking about when you first started watching porn it would be muted so it's like that's how Uh, you got used to to watching porn Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and in general yeah i feel the older i've gotten the more i'm like sometimes like sound overwhelms me too much Mm -hmm. like there's a fine line between like sound overwhelming me and distracting me and like me being in the zone i'm yeah. similar if things get too shrill i can't i can't do it so oh like tv God. shows that are shrill can't watch but i did want to circle back to this cnc thing i'm really interested in what your therapist said i was concerned that you know mentally the lines are crossing like is it kind of sick that i'm advocating for these people while i'm turned on by this concept and she was like the two are so unrelated like you're you're overthinking it essentially is what she said like that's not where it stemmed from and if it was then maybe we'd be having a different conversation yeah um but I did just see something on reddit god reddit should sponsor this frankly the (laughs) amount of times we've talked about reddit um that was like an ask me anything I'm an actual therapist Mm. and um you know people were basically saying what like, I think the question was, like, what are you afraid to tell your therapist that therapists don't actually give a shit about? And almost everything was, like, therapists do not give a shit about anything sexually related. And, in fact, most people wait too long or, like, wait longer to reveal those things to their therapist because they're worried about their therapist's reaction. But they were basically saying, like, we have heard it all Mm. so just lay it on us and in that sense I was kind of concerned about whether I was you know when I started telling my therapist about my BDSM experiences she was like well I don't have a lot of experience with this and then she seemed like stoked because it was like yeah okay I get to try like a different area of my therapy knowledge yeah (laughs) that's interesting so um, I think that's all. Yeah, it was nice to also like not feel like some sort of judgment because I think a lot yeah. of people probably have some kind of like fear of shame because yeah. if you're raised under the oppressive umbrella of let's say the Catholic Christianity, Church. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> any Catholic, religion, specifically the Catholic Church, if you're me, then it's like yeah, no one wants to talk about sex. No one wants to talk about... I remember the first time I told my mom I had sex. Like, it's because I got caught. And she was like... She made me feel bad about it. Mm. And then she was like... But also, like, your partner... She was like, he doesn't know how to make you feel good. And then I was like... I don't want to talk to you about this. My mom was like, girl, get yours. Yeah. 
<laughs> and you just like, weren't ready to hear it like, yet. This, <laughs> she's like, let me tell you, this fucking stupid ass 18 year old kid doesn't know what he's doing. I wish she had said that to me. She'd be like, I, I don't know. I am really thankful that I lost my virginity to a long term boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Considering all circumstances of like, I couldn't safely talk about sex in my house with my parents. It would have been nice. I, like, went to Planned Parenthood by myself. Oh, well, I was kind of by myself. I went with my best friend. Which is by yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's you the one. You couldn't trust It was her family. idea. Yeah. I did also send these questions with all the usernames redacted to my partner, and I asked, uh, he responded immediately to the question about safe words, mm-hmm. and was like, well, the importance of safe words is that you can actually... You can push the boundary of the person that you're with because you know that they can opt out at any time. And that oh. is one of my favorite parts of BDSM is, yeah. you know... That's really how you get into subspace. Exactly. Is you're, like, like um, talking to uh, my dom, like, if I do make it into subspace, it's been because he's consciously worked me up to that point. Like, he's pushing the boundaries. Like, he starts out, like, softer with, Mm -hmm. like, any sort of hitting or whatever. And then it builds because you kind of, like, your brain shuts off and you become kind of, like, numb to it. You're, like, a kind of a fuck doll. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Well, and, like, like, the pain is enjoyable. Yeah. So, at first, it actually hurts. But then, like, the deeper you get into... It's like being hypnotized, almost. It is. um, The deeper you get into it, like, the less you feel pain at all. Mm -hmm. So, you... Like, a safe word is helpful when you are in subspace to, like, you... Some part of your brain knows, like the next step is not going to be safe for me. Yeah. Like something about this isn't okay. So like, it's just, that's why it's easy to have a simple word, like a color. Yeah. Red means stop. Yeah. So if you can't articulate stop or whatever the case may be. Yeah. If you say red, it's like, Oh, okay, we're done. And I just think that is probably the funniest part is I was like, Oh, I'll never forget like my favorite TV show. I'll Mm -hmm. definitely be able to spit that out. And I was not, and it was just red stop. And so that's why I'm like, Alabama, Alabama, yeah, Yeah. Arizona, whichever state I'm like, I'm really curious to see how this plays out, especially, I mean, if you've had it saved in your brain, I'm hoping that I don't even know where it came from. Amelia's would be Donald Trump. (laughs) Trump. And Bernie is go more. <laughs> Bernie's, hell yeah. <laughs> Pay for my college, maybe. <laughs> Amelia, what kind of sub do you think you would be? I actually, I don't know. So the guy that I'm talking to guessed Rope Bunny. Mm-hmm. Well, that's clear since you have been talking about being tied up this entire From time. From the jump. Okay, yeah. this, is, this is a little, borders on a little fucked up. But no such thing. Did you? You've seen Aladdin. Yes, you've told this story. Yes, I swear. that is where I think I first. Re- I was a child. Well, first and of I all, was can like, we just talk about the fact that Jasmine is hot as fuck? She's so hot, like way yeah. too hot for a there child's are, cartoon. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of very hot Disney characters. Prince Eric, no business in being that hot. No business. I think all the princes look kind of the same. <gasps> yeah, that's just because they're white men. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, but um, I just watched Mulan last weekend for the first time in years. Mm -hmm. So, uh, what was his name? 
um, oh my god, Lee Lee Shang. He is super hot. Hottest, hottest love interest in any Disney so, movie. So buff. Point blank period. So many muscles. So many muscles. Well, he was prepared to defeat the hunt. He's, so. a, he's a dom for sure. And that song, the whole song. Let's get down <laughs> to business. <laughs> oh so catchy. Okay, okay so Rope bitch. Bunny. Okay, Rope Anyways, Bunny. Yes. Wow, that, yeah, thank you. So we, need, we need you around all the time. Because <laughs> yeah, that's like, you're back on track. Can I, can I just come back? You round out the week? Holy Trinity. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> So rope bunny, I honestly see. I don't think that I would be good at being a brat. Brat showed up a high percentage on my BDSM test, but mm. I need to retake it because it's been like a year. Well, it's been it's, since capital F, capital D, fake Dom, and so I feel like that experience has. I mean, any BDSM experience, I feel like teaches you about what you want for the next time for sure. And so, yeah, yeah. Probably and worth retaking. You, I think you it, weren't taking it with any specific experience in mind. Mm-hmm. Like you're just taking it as yourself. Like yeah, you weren't that's taking true. it as like, what kind of sub would I be? That's it's so like, true. Am I even a sub? I definitely need to take it again. We but was, I was pretty hard on high on mine too, but Rope Bunny was the highest. We oh. put a link to this quiz on this episode. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of people are about to learn it what type of dom and sub fun. they are. And also, yeah. if you're not interested in BDSM, you should just do it anyways. Yeah. It's, it's a fun little test. Spice up your vanilla sex yeah, life even yeah. a little bit. I had no idea that there were so many categories. I was like, I, when you told me about it, I was like, I'm going to find out if I'm a sub or a dom. And like, it was like 20 different categories for <laughs> each. I was like, oh, it's, sh- it's an extensive quiz. Well, and also, I used to think vanilla sex meant boring like bad sex yeah, like starfish it through the rest of the night yeah. kind of sex but what it actually means is just like not kinky sex mm-hmm. like it's not it's not bdsm related it's not a scene yeah it's not a it's not a scene i i yeah i kind of struggle with the idea of like vanilla sex or outside of a scene because i'm like i still like want you to choke me and spank me and pull yeah. my hair a little bit even like even our those breath. aspects are always there even outside of mm-hmm. me being a sub or dom explicitly yeah mm-hmm. that's important yeah. to distinguish it doesn't need to be one or the other right and it also doesn't need to be like let's do this for several hours and commit to like this scene yeah it's yeah. just you know aspects yeah i feel like it leaks out and it just makes everything a little bit spicy totally <laughs> and the longer you're together and the more you know each other it's like uh, scenes change, you know? Yeah. That's the BDSM Cosmo quiz. Oh. <laughs> I feel yes. like it is. It really is. Like, both yeah. partners take it, don't show each other quiz. answers, and then you're like, okay, share. Yes. I should retake it to see what Yeah, I'm, I'm curious yeah. to see if it's changed for you. Yeah, now that I've had a l- slightly more experience. Well, I'm going to do that tonight. I'm curious to know. I almost had an orgasm the first time I had my tattoo, and I should have known right then <laughs> I was interested in BDSM. <laughs> I feel like we could talk for forever. Honestly, okay. yeah, there's so many layers. There's so to much to this. Do you have any like any closing yeah. thought before we play Fuck Mary Kill, which is my favorite part? <laughs> um, yes. I think the main theme of this episode has been communication is key, right? Yes. Like that's how you're gonna figure out if somebody is willing to abide by your boundaries and also you're going to learn about what they're interested in they're going to learn what you're interested in and that's what makes sex good anyways right like when you are both trying to get each other off that makes a great playtime um I would say that anyone that's thinking about dipping into this it can seem daunting just because it has a name to it 
Yeah. Right? And I think we've talked a little bit about how this can bleed into, quote-unquote, vanilla sex. And if you're interested in some aspect of this, ask him to pull your hair, girl. Like, it is okay. Yes. And, and Amelia, on a prior episode, you had talked about, um, you're like, call me a dirty name. Like, let's do it. And they're apologizing afterwards. Like, you... I think we've all watched porn and porn has ended and we've been like, ugh, what do we just watch? Yeah, yeah post-not clarity. But like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but with yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like when you are really hungry and you order a pizza and then after you eat the pizza, you're like, oh, what have I done? Uh, exactly. But I hope I that uh, anyone who's listening to this took away that like there's something for everyone and just because mm-hmm. you're interested in something does not make you sick. Yeah, mm-hmm. honestly, and experiencing it, it can be so much different than watching it because I wasn't watching BDSM porn. And then yeah. when I experienced it, I was like, this is great. This is exactly <laughs> what I was looking for. And I didn't recognize that. But this guy did. Yeah. And also take the quiz. Yeah. And take the quiz. Yes. <laughs> the Cosmo quiz, as I'm calling it, which Cosmo is the like, co- please stop. Please <laughs> desist from Cosmo. Yeah. Can you please stop talking about us on your podcast? <laughs> Maybe um, they would actually be stoked. And then for my final closing remarks, please go to Reddit. If you are just trying to see what's out there, Um, you will find so much. Just start with, you know, BDSM community. Start there. See what people are talking about. See what interests you. And don't be afraid to ask questions. That's great advice. advice. Yeah. Fuck Mary Kill. So we're taking a different approach to fuck Mary Kill today. (gasps) Uh Normally we do celebs. Hmm. We're going to do Fuck, Mary Kill with common male names. Oh, God. (laughs) So our first one is Fuck, Mary Kill, Matt, Alex, Ryan. Oh, God. (laughs) My brother's name is Matt, so I've got to opt out of this one. I can't can't kill him either. I dated a Ryan. Okay. I fucked a Ryan, obviously. Yeah. We've all fucked a Ryan. We've... Who hasn't fucked Orion? There's too many Ryans to fuck Orion. And like I've said, Ryan. I have not fucked Orion. Ryan, Kyle, and Tyler are, are all the same. They're all the same man. Have you fucked a, just, Kyle, a Kyler, a Kyler, a Kyler, a Tyler? Kyle or a Tyler? Um, not that come to mind, but like all the white men in my brain are melding together as yeah. one unit currently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, having fucked Orion and been disappointed. <laughs> I'm going to kill Ryan. Okay, fair. And I'm going to marry a Matt. Okay. I don't think I've ever hooked up with a Matt. I'm oh, my ex good Matt. Matt. Was he a good guy? Well, you matched with him on Hinge. I did? Yeah. <laughs> did I send you his name? Yeah. Because I'm in his profile. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, why don't I remember this? I don't know. I guess know. we never I talked. I was like, um, are you compatible? I don't know. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah you're like, like, he's a good guy. I don't think that he's your type. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I remember um, this. So hopefully he's not listening because I'm definitely going to fuck Matt. Okay. Not him specifically. Right, right. Just, just like, the I name just Matt. trust Matt because to be good in bed. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Okay. Maybe because I can walk all over them. Get it? Pun? Uh, hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to marry Alex. It's just a good, strong name, and you can moan it in bed, and I'm going to kill Ryan. Alex is a good name to moan. Frankly, if you can't moan it, you shouldn't name your son it. No. I've lived by oh. that forever lived by that mono. <laughs> Ugh. If you can't moan it, you shouldn't name your son that. That's hilarious. You are doing him a disservice. That's an episode title for sure. <laughs> if you can't if you can't moan it, don't name it. 
Okay. Noteworthy right. names. <laughs> you know what's really interesting is I feel like everybody has associations with the, oh, this is a good one. I got a good one. I'm scared. Fuck Mary Kill, Colin, Justin, Spencer. They're all dying. I'm killing them all. <laughs> You have to fuck, but you you're gonna do it like wanted them. style. Put them all on the line. <laughs> One bullet. Just do a circle, and we all die. I'll go with them. It's not worth it. <laughs> um, I'm absolutely murdering the fuck out of a Spencer. I've never met a Spencer I like. Um, who, I just can't imagine looking a baby in the face and being like, "You're Spencer." Spencer. Spencer the baby. Yeah. This is my baby Spencer. And also the nickname, the, the shortened to Spence. Spence. What is that's, that? That's worse. Yeah, I know. That's what Spence. I'm saying. If, if you're listening and your name is Spencer, how does it Sorry. feel? Yeah, how does it feel? You're <laughs> apologizing. I'm like, I have questions. <laughs> Wait, if your name is Spencer and you're listening, are you okay? And do you wear glasses? Because I feel like you do. <laughs> Mine was a, a crush I had in high school in band. Aww. And I don't even remember what instrument he played. I Probably the trombone. It feels like a trombone name. Spencer? Oh, trumpet. What were you playing? The flute. I, I could have guessed that. This one time at being... <laughs> 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 and that's how I knew I was into BDSM. <laughs> <laughs> I played the clarinet. Fun fact. I feel like that's what he played. Oh, yikes. Uh, that would make sense if he was close by you. Yeah, right? Right behind me. What if the... he played the bassoon? I feel like a bassoon is more of like a like a Chad. Yeah, a bas- it sounds a bassoon? like you had to like. No, a bassoon is for like the weirdest person you know. It's like it's a, so we deep. Had it's a the saxophone player. of clarinet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like very well because because it's like the same as a clarinet, but then like the flute is the same as a saxophone. Did you know that they have the same? Keys. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Is well, like shit. I feel like he played the clarinet, oh, which would require him flirting, to be good with his fingers. Always flirting with the tra- the trumpets. Always flirting with the saxophones. Mm. Wait, what did you play in, in band? The flute. You did? Yeah. <gasps> I wanted to play the harp because this girl was rocking the harp at the sixth grade concert. And in I was band? Like, I want to do that. Not no, an orchestra. Orchestra. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to play the harp. And my parents were like absolutely not we're not putting that in the house yeah <laughs> they're like we cannot afford a harp <laughs> my Fuck angel no. of a dad bought my clarinet for me once like after band stopped because i was like i want to play the clarinet i didn't touch it once afterward the, the, that was not in my wheelhouse i was I jealous everything. i didn't have a read read to read it's the what bugged me the most out there it was like yeah. a texture you thing have for to me. like get it all wet uh, before you put it in yes requires you to be good with your tongue Fucking and your fingers. It. And then, like, you know, anybody, like... It's a lot of work. Yeah. There's a million keys on a clarinet. There's a reason that they gave Squidward the clarinet. <laughs> like, it is a very angry person. <laughs> well, he also instrument. had... Instrument. He has all those tentacles. Six hands, technically. Yeah, that's true. I was never good at the clarinet. So, okay. I, and just for the record, I know an octopus has eight legs. I'm just saying he had to stand on two of them. <laughs> Wait, yeah, but he squid? was a squid, but I feel like squids have eight, too, yeah? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I'm like looking at you like, Liz, squid, eight? I don't know why you would know. (laughs) Can I just say that I feel like um, in this scenario, Justin fucks. Do you think? Mm. I think so. Mm -hmm. J names. J names fuck, unfortunately. Mm. I think I'd have to fuck a Justin. I think I'd have to kill a Justin. I feel like I'm like a J name hater. Spencer's dying. Sorry. I feel like I'm marrying a Spencer because his name sucks so bad he has to be sensitive enough. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Spencer Mary for sure. I'm going to kill a Justin and fuck a Colin. 
I'm marrying a Colin. Oh, I'm definitely killing the Colin. <laughs> wow, we're up across the board on all of these. Look at that. Yeah, so please don't different. be in our inbox all upset, okay? There's fair, yeah. there's representation across the board mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, Sorry. don't take it personal. These people don't have faces in my head. No, no. They do in my head. <laughs> to me, they, they just might. have an energy. Yes. They do. They have an aura. Yeah. Like, I feel like a Colin is like a, like a red... Like, yes. a, like a maroon. To me, Colin is like a green. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, Colin's green for me. Justin's Spen- like a blue. Spencer is like a color I don't want to be around. I can't think of what it would Colin be. Colin is fat, J- Spencer is tall, and Justin is buff. Interesting. <laughs> and those are the only images I have in my head. Love that. Love that. You know, we're all categorizing and those are colors in this household. <laughs> yeah, my favorite color is fat. <laughs> Uh, in middle school, people did call me a chubby chaser because every guy I liked was chubby. That's because they had good senses of humor, didn't they? <laughs> Girl, I know They're all so about that. <laughs> That's a really good point. Hilarious. That's a really good point. Um, do you have a prayer to take us out? Oh, interesting. Mm. Your opening prayer was so and An ending killer. mass. Yeah, it was. It was I killer. know. That's why I'm like, I don't think I can follow it up. Um, my okay. closing prayer is to uh, please buy your hats. Of course, mm-hmm. of course. To all of the noobs out there considering <laughs> dabbling in BDSM and escaping their vanilla sex life, <laughs> I pray that they are able to find their dom inside themselves or the submissives inside themselves. Mm-hmm. And they... Amen. Come. Oh, and get yeah. someone inside themselves. Get yours. Yes. Yeah. By getting somebody inside of you. So this turned into like a, like a group prayer. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah. Amen. 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 That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Bra- thank you for having my me. Eye. Oh my God. Thank yeah. you so much for being yeah. here. I'm so fucking hyped about this conversation. This was Kinky Katie, everyone. And hopefully uh, we'll have her as a guest again. <laughs> She's like, oh my God. Oh, please. <laughs> Such this a fun so guest. Fun. Such a fun topic. Yes. So hopefully you guys enjoy listening it to it as much as we enjoyed recording it. Yeah. We love you. Uh, oh wait, holyhourpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> this is my job and I always forget. At the Holy Hour on everything. Um TikTok now. Please follow mm-hmm. us on TikTok. on TikTok. We're so close to a thousand. Not really. Yeah, it and, feels like it. And then we can do like a a duet like live. live but because I only have like 70 followers on my TikTok because I don't do anything interesting. You would have so many I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm sorry. TikTok, Instagram, um, Twitter, uh, everything at the holy hour. Um, we're thinking about getting a Discord up and running. Let us know if you'd be interested in that. Um, we got to learn about it. But uh, yeah, so uh, thank you for listening. Goodbye. We love you. We love you. <laughs> I'm like, do we sing with a guest? Okay, bye. Uh, no. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs>